0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure live from the Dapper Dividends Worldwide Headquarters just outside of Chicago, Illinois, we bring you episode number 195 of the Dapper Dividends Podcast. And in this thrilling episode, your host, Dapper Dividend Russ himself, will be telling you about all the dividends he received in the month of August. All the stocks he bought, and yes, even the stocks that were sold. So sit down, strap in, and get ready for another fantabulous episode of the Dapper Dividends Podcast. What's going on? You know it's the lunatic that can only make stuff like that up on the fly. I literally have no script in front of me, and all this nonsense just pours right out of my brain, right through my mouth, and into your earholes. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for letting me come into your earholes once again for about 30 minutes or so. <laughs> and we're going to talk, what about dividends, dividend investing, dividend growth investing. Yeah, there's even going to be a little bit of non-dividend talk in there, but we'll keep it to a minimum. Why? Well, because I love you. And you know what? I want to start right off with a little bit of news that broke. And it was about 3M. Now, if you don't know, 3M has a whole lot of litigation coming down the pike at them that they're going to be embroiled with. And they're trying to make deals. They're trying to just settle this thing. And, you know, it's really, it's a funny, funny thing when you hear Wall Street aka the street some analysts reporters people trying to get their name on headlines talking about the earplug the uh the earplug military earplug lawsuit payouts could have approached I think I s the craziest one I saw was a hundred billion dollars but that's not gonna happen it's looking like it might be more like five or six billion I expect some challenges to it We still have the forever chemical lawsuits, the remediation, which is the cleanup. You're going to have different governments around the world, different local governments filing suit, individuals filing suit. It's, I mean, come on, 3M's going to have more suits than the Burlington Coat Factory in Cy Blumenhaus? No, I don't remember. Cy somebody was from the other place that sold suits and the men's warehouse, right? The guy that loved the company so much, he bought it. Maybe I'm been to spend on the Goofy Juice or something, but no, I'm not on Goofy Juice. Don't worry. We don't do anything like that around here. What I did, oh, well, let me finish up the thought about 3M before I tell you one thing I did do that was interesting today is that I I'm staying away from 3M. I'll be happy with my exposure in SCHD to 3M. It's just too much uncertainty, too much doubt. Yeah, people are going to pile on. Everybody has an ulterior motive. There's shorts that want to pump out bad information to scare out the weak hands. But just on top of everything, man, 3M's business has just not been... Put it this way, they have a 20-year CAGR of 8%. That's their dividend growth. averages 8% a year over 20 years. But... You look at five years, it's 5%, and their last was 0.7%. Why was it so low? Well, they are a dividend king. They've been raising that dividend for 64 years, but they've raised it a penny a year, about four years now, and I think they're just trying to conserve cash until a lot of this blows over. So I think it's a bit risky. Currently, their price to earnings is 11.2, which means you're currently paying $11.20 $11.20 for every $1 of 3M's earnings which is a pretty good deal below their 5-year average of 17.9. But as I so uncoolly scroll down on my phone looking for for the for the revenue. They've had stuff drying up, but what I wanted to tell you about was the total sales, money coming into the into the whole business in 2013 it was 30.9 billion. The last 12 months, it's $33.1 billion. So they haven't really moved the needle on money coming in. And yeah, they've been buying back shares. They got a bit of debt that they've been taking on. And I just, I don't know. I have the sneaking suspicion that what they're going to do is they're going to be spinning off their consumer health care soon, kind of like Johnson & Johnson did with Kenview. But I think that they are going to... Take a page out of AT&T's playbook and quote-unquote right-size the dividend. I think they're going to cut the dividend. And the way that they can disguise that is they'll say, you know, we spun off the consumer health segment. We had about $9 billion go out the door. I think that's what it was. About $9 billion in revenue last year, I think, was their consumer health. So they're going to say, we got to lower the dividend that 3M pays because obviously we don't have that segment. So you got a dividend lowering there. So the key is going to be what the consumer health care spinoff, the dividend that that is going to pay. So when you take that dividend, the first dividend it's going to pay, and you take 3M's current dividend and you add them together, if it doesn't equal or turn out to be greater than the pre-spinoff 3M dividend, then it's a cut. They call that not making the dividend investor hole, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. I think that's what they call it. And if it's not, we'll just create a new term because that's what we can do around here. Ain't nobody going to stop us. I'll take your hand and we'll just make up new investing terms as we go along. Why not? Most of the adults, most of the people in this world, are just making crap up as they go along. It's just some people act really, really confident in that they know what they're doing And some people have deluded themselves into knowing what they're doing, but we're going to act like we know what we're doing here as I, as I move it right along into what I did today was Dollar General. They had, they missed on uh, earnings. They missed their revenue. They lowered their fiscal year 2023 guidance. It's just been not good, not good for Dollar General. They were down one point today. 18, 17, 18%. So Daddy Ol Papi here swooped in and was looking at the chart, a little bit of technical analysis. And there's an indicator I like called the Commodity Channel Index Indicator. You don't need to know, but on the chart, it showed me it got to a level where Dollar General was likely going to bounce. Now, I don't know where they're going to stay, what they're going to do, but usually right? There's that whole thing when something falls really hard, really fast, or shoots up really high, really fast. And I'm looking at you, NVIDIA, kind of still up there in the stratosphere at no speed levels. But we'll digress back to our Dollar General story, is what I did is I wanted to give it a little bit of time. So I played a call option, which is gambling. I told my buddy Harris, from one penny at a time podcast, he doesn't really understand options and there's no fault in that. All options are gambling. I don't care what anybody says. Even if you're selling the option and saying that you're, you know, telling yourself that it's okay because you're the casino, you still have risk. It's still gambling and you're gambling on time because every options contract has an expiration date and you have a strike price for that contract. And if it's there, or above, or not. There different things can happen depending on what you sold, but it's all predicated on that date, and some of them go two years out. But anyways, for the short term, I wanted to have a little bit of time for my bounce to play out that I thought it was going to bounce at. Bounce with me, bounce with me. I think that I don't even know who sings that song. That I just flashed back to being in the club and hearing really terrible music, but... Sticking it out, why? Well, because uh, sometimes daddy likes you know to look at the women. This is young, okay? Just to hold on there a minute. This is before daddy had kids or a fiance or girlfriend. And my friends would go to the clubs in Chicago, and the music was terrible. I like the punk rock clubs, that's what I like, punk metal, but you know. They weren't always jam-packed with the female gender, so we had to go to the... Anyway, there was a song, Somebody bounced With Me, and it was terrible, but I didn't care. Either way, what I do care about is you listening to me and wanting to know about the dividends I bought. But to finish that Dollar General story up, before we were so rudely interrupted by the bounce song, is that I bought a $150 October 20th cover uh not covered call call options i already screwed it up a call option meaning that on the expiration date of october 20th i would have the right but not the obligation to buy 100 shares of dollar general at 150 dollars a share would it cost fifteen thousand dollars so the contract People will trade the contract because the contract itself will go up and down in value depending on what the stock is doing. So all that I did was luckily I bought almost at the bottom, paid $35 for this contract, uh, maybe around 9 in the morning or so, and at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the contract was $120. So Yours truly made a gain of $85, about 237% in five hours or so. Uh, Y'all have to pay taxes on those because it was in the taxable, but it was really quick money. And yes, I wanted to be greedy and hold on to it. But you know what? I might be learning something because even though I haven't been to a casino in a while, I took a bit of a gamble here. I knew that that was enough. I said, you know what? I just made... Two hundred thirty-seven percent on my thirty-five bucks, in one, and we're back. My apologies, dear listener. My teenage daughters were in a bit of an argument, and I had to step in. It's what happens around here. But anyway, it was a good segue. I needed to. I was getting long-winded, anyways. You want to hear about the dividends that I bought? You want to hear what? Well, I did buy dividends. Look at that Freudian slip that worked out perfectly because what do we do when we buy a dividend-paying stock? We're buying the company. And if that company pays a dividend, in essence, yes, we are buying those dividends, were buying passive income, which is a really powerful thing. As long as you're not buying some junk like AT&T and Verizon that don't grow, they don't go anywhere. And as I said in the latest video I'm putting out on this very subject, is that they're in a very capital intensive industry, meaning they got to spend a lot of money to remain competitive, which is highly competitive. And I think when you pay that dividend, it kind of is a drag on the business as we see that T-Mobile was able to clean their clocks up 430 some percent in the last 10 years and yes that's factoring in total return so if you take the dividends that Verizon and AT&T paid and include that into everything they are not even close I think Verizon was 20 percent and at and is like a little over five percent total return in 10 years that people is no bueno that's awful and somebody like me, which is could be the fault of a dividend investor, is I would have looked at a T-Mobile and said, "Yeah, they don't pay a dividend, but we got T over here paying a nice dividend." And it wouldn't have mattered. Just, cru- just crushing the pants. I don't know how you crush the pants off somebody. I've seen the ladies in the gentlemen's club try to crush pants off somebody, but. Those are very talented, hardworking people, and if you do happen to find yourself in one of those establishments, do support these young working women. They need the money probably more than you do if that's where you're at. Okay, so what did we buy? Well, how about we do this? Let's start with what we sold. I sold one share of Surge Pays. That was one of my non-dividend stocks in the taxable I thought it looked like an interesting company. I was doing some screening, looking around, and I thought this company looks like they could grow. They try to help the underserved communities get phones and get laptops and get connected to the internet and getting government subsidies and it looked interesting, but then I saw a short report come out challenging some of their business practices and I thought, you know what? And then they were de- um they issued more shares to I forget what, but I was like, okay, they're diluting. There's a short report out. I have one share. I was down like 18, 20% in a couple of weeks on that one share. So I sold it for $5.12. I bought it at seven something. And I said, yeah, I'm done with it. I, what am I doing? You know? So that was that Alibaba, 10 shares of Baba. I sold out of the Roth clean house, at an average of $95.85. Now I sold those over about a week and a half. Some were a little over a hundred, some were right around 90, if I remember right. If memory serves me, right? Why did I sell Baba? Well, again, you know, I'm reading The Education of a Value Investor by Guy Speer. Not Guy Speer, but Guy Speer the English investor who runs the Aquamarine Hedge Fund and has been doing really well with that since I think about 1996. But he talks about mirroring, 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 I'm in America with a mirror. I'm looking in a mirror at myself in America. But he talks about mirroring people that are mentors and Warren Buffett clearly being one of those. So he says what you can do, sit down at your desk, and say kind of like what would warren buffett do here well for me i thought that was really interesting because he wouldn't invest in alibaba charlie munger did okay that's that's half of the half of the uh the beast that is the berkshire but either way i put it in the too hard pile because as i've told you before alibaba is just all over the place just a massive conglomerate And they have to deal with the Chinese government, which is communist, and they can just do pretty much whatever they want, whenever they want. Hey, they almost sound like they're financially independent, right? The Chinese communist government, they can do what they want, when they want, with whom they want, for however long they want. Why? Because they're communist and they have total control, which I have total control of your brain right now. I hope you're still with me. So here we go. Sold those shares of Baba for ninety five eighty five. I also, like I said, AT and T and Verizon. I had thirty shares of T, fifteen shares of Verizon in the Roth. Decided to move on from them. I said, you know, I'm not adding to them. I'm down a lot. I'm down a bunch. There's a prevailing thought that you don't have to make your money back the same way you lost it. So part of the way that my brain has been trained, unfortunately, is that if I'm down 30% or 22% on AT&T, well, I'm going to sit in T and I'm going to stew in it and just wait until the price comes up and I can get out with a small gain or back it even. But that may never happen, right? We don't know what's going to happen. So I just decided to move on from those thirty shares of T at fourteen dollars and sixty cents, and fifteen shares of Verizon at thirty-four dollars and thirty-three cents, and that's in the Roth now. AT and T, those thirty shares that reduced our patty projected annual dividend income by thirty-three dollars thirty cents. The fifteen shares of Verizon reduced our patty by thirty-nine dollars fifteen cents for a grand total of negative seventy two dollars and forty five cents in Patty from those forty five shares just right there of a t t and Verizon, but not to fear, I put it into some companies that are higher yielding, so I bought more mo i bought more more Altria. I bought an average of i bought ten shares averaged forty four o seven of Altria, added thirty nine dollars and twenty cents of patty. You know, they just raised their dividend also for the, I think we talked about this, right? For the 54th year, Altria raised their dividend by 4.3%. And management wanted to have mid-single-digit payout growth through 2028. So they're they're hitting that. And that's the thing with Altria is you're just buying it for that yield and hopefully slight capital appreciation that they're going to have more of a bit of a moat And they're not having the competition that an AT&T or Verizon does. But yeah, some people think they're a melting ice cube because of the whole cigarettes thing. But, you know, like I say, these businesses are living, breathing entities. And they're going to do what they have to do in order to survive. Because why? Well, the first order of business for for any living, breathing entity, lest it be suicidal is survival. So it's going to be fun to watch what Altria does in the coming years and decades, quite honestly. Bought two more shares of Target, ticker TGT. Now, Target, yeah, they're a beaten down retailer. And if there's any indication, things are probably going to get worse with the sector, with the whole shrink and just the... Interest payments that are going to be kicking back in for student loans here in the United States. We're going to see how much that affects, but these businesses will get a handle on it. Target's well run. They're expanding into the e-commerce. They're revamping their stores. They are trying to do uh, what they're doing, the curbside pickup and returns. Curbside returns where you can also tack on a Starbucks order to your uh, curbside pickup or return. So they're trying to hit people. Uh, and I think they also do shipped, right? I think shipped is something that they own. I, I should probably know this, but I'm pretty sure that Target owns shipped, which is home delivery, which is going to kind of try to um, rival Walmart's free delivery, which my brother in law informed me if you had spent a certain amount with Walmart, they deliver to your house for free. Can't beat that. You're going to lose a little more on the margin, but you're going to stay more competitive i guess so two shares of target at $128.22 added $8.80 of patty nextstar media i'm still building up that position three shares of nextstar added at $160.91 for a grand total of $16.20 of patty added patty added who's patty added she's at the gentleman's club but nextstar media i think that Next year with the presidential elections, as I talked about on Harris's podcast, if you didn't check it out, one penny at a time, I did an a power hour with him and Ryan Williams from my hotel room in East Peoria, Illinois. And as we say, you turn that cash register around to quote, uh, dividend day from the passive Income podcast, I think he's calling it these days. So when the campaigns spend money, Nextstar Media is gonna get a cut of that and they're gonna pass some of it on to us in the form of share buybacks and dividends. Moving along, we bought two more shares of Vici properties, ticker V I C I at $31.02, which gave us three dollars and twelve cents of patty. Still buying Vici. I've shared my thoughts on them. I think they're a good company and they're one to watch. Bought four more shares of a company now that's cutting into Vici's territory, very slightly, is Realty Income ticker O, at fifty-eight dollars and fifty cents, and they are the monthly dividend company that paid us, no, that didn't pay us yet. That added twelve dollars and twenty-eight cents of Patty projected annual dividend income, to our, uh, to our portfolio. So Realty Income, if you didn't hear the news. They have a joint venture. They took a twenty-one or twenty-three percent stake, uh, almost um, almost a billy, nine hundred fifty million. I think it cost them. And some preferreds. They also got in there to get that joint venture stake with Black, Rock, Black Rock's real estate uh, in the B REIT, uh, the Black Rock REIT, and also MGM uh, MGM not properties. MGM growth properties is what Vici acquired to get even bigger. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That was the Bellagio. So they are now, if you own realty income, congratulations, you will be partially receiving some dividends from the Bellagio. And then we bought, then we bought nine more shares of SCHD at $74.24, which gave us $23.40 of Patty. Cannabis, it's going to be changing. The government is going to probably be like, it's just a matter of time before it goes federally legal here. And when it does, then there's going to be more money that can flow into it from reputable banks and banking and financial institutions. And I'm hoping that innovative industrial properties, as my buddy Jeremy from Dividend Stockpile had said when we had him on the channel, that when that does happen, they could be the 900 Pound gorilla in the room with a nice moat already built up, uh, if for the growing space. So IIPR five shares at seventy nine dollars twenty seven cents. That gave us thirty six dollars of patty, and then the non-dividend stock. If I was psychic, I could have waited. Hero Health ticker hrow Some of the money from Baba I did put in here. I got a little, you know. They start. They've been ha- having a tough time being sold i think there's a lot of shorts piling in a lot of weak hands but i'm focusing on the business so this one for me is i'm i wanted 100 and now it's getting down and down it's in almost 15 bucks a share as of today and i am confident because they are going to likely be raising their guidance coming very soon possibly the end of the year in a couple months so i think the shares will pop over 20 soon no idea. We don't know. This is just my opinion, not financial advice. And someday, I think they could easily be $50, $60 a share if if everything works and breaks out as Mark Baum, the CEO, is trying to build it. So this, for me, is one of those where uh, a, a listener to the channel, Casey, brought them to my attention. I looked at them for a good probably four or five months before starting a position. But Yeah, it's investing in a business and this will be one where I think the market's wrong and I probably should be buying more. So we'll see. And then we're going to wrap it up. Dear Dividend Investing listener, (laughs) thank you. By the way, if you want to check out the portfolios, you can always click the link in the description below. Go to DapperDividends.com forward slash my dash portfolio and the portfolio you can check them out there. Okay, the dividends. I'm gonna go gangbusters, rip, rack, roar through these really, really quickly. Are you ready? These are all the dividends combined from the three portfolios here for your listening pleasure. AT&T paid us one hundred thirty dollars forty three cents. Celanese ticker CE paid us seventeen dollars fifty cents. AbbVie ticker ABBV fifty three dollars twenty eight cents. Good old Nextstar Media ticker NXST paid us $78.30. Starbucks clocking in with $12.72 of dividends. Energy Transfer ticker ET $9.61. Main Street Capital ticker MAIN $34.50. They are a monthly dividend paying stock those dividends are not qualified because they are a bdc they are a pass through entity so you have to pick up the extra slack on that same thing goes with oh realty income monthly dividend stock non qualified dividends paid us $36.54 almost done energy product partners ticker epd paid us $50 the big 5o oh, general dynamics ticker gd $13.20 Albertson's ticker ACI $1.32. We're hanging on to those, hoping that that merger goes through. Uh, $34.50 was what the share was supposed to go for. They paid a special dividend of, I don't remember, six, seven bucks a share. So I think it's somewhere around $24, $25 a share is what the merger agreement would be. We'll get cash. So I'm just being stubborn, holding on for that to see if that comes to fruition and then verizon the last dividend outright from verizon of nine dollars and 79 cents plus we received a little bit of bank interest 14 cents for the month of interest from chucky schwab because we had cash sitting around just laying around like a bum so all that dear listener four hundred forty seven dollars and 33 cents in dividends in the month of august And we netted out adding $66.55 of annual projected annual dividend income. That's what we did. I'd love to know what you're buying. You can always hit me up on Twitter at RustyRam78. Hit me up there. I like talking to you people. But quite honestly, between you and me, I need to get on it more. I'm so ding-dang-dong busy that I kind of pop in a few times a day. I'll post something and I know I'm not going to grow on Twitter crazy, but I think what I want to do is when I post, yeah, people post a lot of stupid crap all the time. And if that's you, hey, no offense. It's all part of the game. I get it. I understand it. Not throwing any shade, but it's kind of silly when I see a post like dividends rock. I'm just like, What is it going to do for me? Like, that's nothing. Like, at least tell me, hey, I think this stock is undervalued. Or, hey, everybody, Dollar General just got clobbered and is down massively. What do you think? Because then at least I could be like, oh, oh, yeah. Interesting. Let me look at that. So that's kind of like something I can use. But I don't know. And then some psychology. I like psychology, psychological thought. I'll always have those Tweets of motivation and stuff. But you know what? Whatever. You do you. If you want to tweet stupid crap on Twitter all day, I don't care. Do it. If it makes you happy, have at it. I love it. You can also email me, russ at dapperdividends.com. And if this is the first time you're listening, hey, on my YouTube channel, which just YouTube, just dapperdividends, you'll find me, is every Sunday night I have a live stream that I do. So if you'd like to pop in and see this guy live ask me a couple questions, you know, we'll shoot that, shoot the shit, whatever. (laughs) That may be one of the first times I've sworn on this podcast, but either way, I love you. I don't care if you don't love me. I'll still give you that love. Hey, that could be illegal in some states, but it's okay. I'm clean. I've been tested. I'm monogamous with my wife. I've been Russ And I thank you for listening to me. I hope you do come back next week to listen to another thrilling installment of the one, the only, the world famous, often imitated, never duplicated. Why? Because nobody can duplicate me but myself, I think. So come on back. I'll have another episode for you next week. Oh, actually, what it will hopefully be is my interview with Mike, the uh, dividend guy he was supposed to join me had some family things popped up so we had to shift it to this coming next week because that's the next week that's coming not here and we're gonna have a fun chat looking forward to that to him so next week's podcast if all things go right should be an interview with mike hero i'm gonna i'm gonna get clarity on that the dividend guy he has a youtube channel Dividend Guy blog. Check it out in the meantime. And if you do that, I will come back to talk to you next week. I love you. Thank you for listening and uh, letting me come into your ear holes once again. So long, everybody.